Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by Kingdom Strollers. Our premium stroller and crib rentals are delivered straight to your Disney or Orlando area resort. It couldn't be easier. Book yours at KingdomStrollers.com. And Mouse Pros. Let our travel specialists plan your next vacation. Our concierge-level service gives you the perfect hassle-free vacation. Get your free quote from Sean or any of our magical agents at MousePros.com. And Mickey Monthly, the Disney fans' monthly subscription box that brings the magic right to your door. Visit them at MickeyMonthly.com. And buy Woody's Sunglasses. Don't let glare ruin your magical view. These premium wood frame polarized sunglasses will let you tour the parks in style. Visit them at Woody's.com. And now, it's show time. Vahini Mekioni Mana, ladies and gentlemen, no flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait, we forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Hey, howdy, hey, and welcome to Enchanted Tiki Talk. We are your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. I'm Matt. I'm Scott. And I'm Alan. So grab yourself a Dole Whip or a citrus roll, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 212 for the week of November 12, 2017. Ladies and gentlemen, we are currently holding for further traffic clearance. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Enchanted Tiki Talk. We've got three birds into in the in the the, the hut tonight. <laughs> um, it's myself, Keith, and Matthew. Not nope, Keith. I'm sorry, Scott. <laughs> Scott and Matthew. Keith is still in Walt Disney World at as the at the time of recording. So you're going to get some sort of a, a group trip report from us next week, talking about uh, our experiences of hanging out with each other. So uh, I think I think that'll be next week. We hope it'll be next week. But to start this week off, uh, at first, I'm going to throw it over to Scott for some iTunes reviews. Thank you, Sean. We've actually got quite a few iTunes reviews that we need to get caught up on. So we'll jump right into it. Our first one is Ron from Florida. Gave us a five-star title, Awesome Podcast. Says, this is a very fun and informative podcast. You can tell that they truly love Walt Disney World. A great show for any Disney World fan. Our next one comes from our good friend, Brian Clacky at Clack Brian, titled I'm a Fan, five stars again. Said, I became pals with Alan a while back through a mutual love of Cheerwine and Disney. I didn't know at the time that he was a host of Tiki Talk. He introduced me to the group. It seems just as our friendship started, it was cut short when Alan passed away. Though we never had met in person, we were planning to. I certainly felt and feel a big hole in my heart after losing my friend. It was after this that I began initially talking with the other guys instead of just listening. I count these guys as friends and enjoy them bringing a bit of my favorite place to my drive home. These guys are funny, most of the time, knowledgeable, and entertaining. If you're a Disney fan, you will love tuning in. I hear one of these guys is even friends with Snooky and the great Mustardo. I highly recommend this podcast. I am Cheerwine Stan, and I approve this message. Next one comes from BCL2, titled Love This Podcast. Five stars again. I can say about this podcast is that I look forward to it dropping every week. I really appreciate the way they honor Alan, too. The combination of humorous banter and great topics makes this one of my faves. Keep up the great work, guys. 
And another five-star review titled Endlessly Enjoyable from J. Trey. I stumbled upon Enchanted Tiki Talk a few months ago and have since torn through nearly every episode. I listen to most other podcasts on one and a half speed, but as my number of unplayed Tiki Talk episodes dwindles, I've started listening to them sometimes on half speed to make them last longer. That just sounds like torture. I actually look forward to Monday mornings now when I listen to the new episode on my commute and I walk into my office like less of a jerk than I am the rest of the week. The specific... Yep, that word. With which they recall tiny details and memories from the Disney parks is transporting I Can Taste That Lapu Lapu and goes a long way in filling in the time before my next trip. The breezy enthusiasm, knowledge, and camaraderie of the hosts make it easy to listen to. It feels like I'm having a conversation with friends. So and next, I was going to say, if he puts it on half speed, how slow do I talk? <laughs> um, run. <laughs> run. Yeah, that would be pretty slow, wouldn't it? Yeah. Our next one, another five-star titled Fun and Entertaining, comes from Disney Discussions. A must-listen. These guys love Disney, and you can tell. Short and sweet. Another five-star titled A Fun Disney Podcast comes from Travelbug1504. I love your podcast, but if you don't drop Mustardo, I'm going to unsubscribe. I'm not kidding. This is Mustardo. (laughs) Wishes. (laughs) And last but not least, titled Needs Help with a whole two stars from Tessie 17 says, I love the podcast and really enjoyed when they brought Matt and Scott on. It's become hard to listen to Sean, but little Disney and his fellow podcasters. This last episode was like listening to a spoiled brat. When he spoke about waiting for a bus, having to carry his own bags, having to deal with the dark room, the wilderness lodge, a deluxe resort, and not having any good cast member interactions. You went to the happiest place on earth for the love of all things. Disney. If it's so terrible, maybe you need a vacation elsewhere. Well, I would like to address this one. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I, I felt that we should mention it anyway. But at least it was two stars and not one star. I'm happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. That's uh, true. Yeah, you know. Secondly, is that uh, most of us that do listen to the Disney podcast drink the Kool-Aid, smoke on the pixie dust, whatever, whatever it is. But within those reasons, you have to be able to, uh, number one, as a podcaster, as we as podcasters, we want to be truthful in every single aspect of our Walt Disney World truth, because if we're not, then we're not honest with the audience. So with that, uh, I will say that I spoke from my experience on my trip here in October I told you that going from the contemporary, which was bright and brand new and luxurious and uh, modern to the Wilderness Lodge room where it was much darker, not in the same theming by any means. But just so you know, Wilderness Lodge is still my favorite resort and I plan to stay there many, many more times. And I'm telling you how I feel to be honest and I don't think that you should be knocking me for that. Also with that, as far as belittling whatever the fellows there, if they felt like that, they would certainly call me out on that. Also with that, um, part of that is in act and we do tend to exaggerate some aspects of our personality or some of the things that we say just to get a rise out of each other or just make the show a little bit more interesting and less monotone in that respect. So. You know, you're certainly entitled for your to your opinion, and you know that's completely fine. So I thank you for your review. I don't. It doesn't matter if you, if 
if it was good or bad, you know, we mentioned on the air. It is what it is. So uh, thank you for leaving that. Definitely. And we thank everyone for leaving us a review. So with that said, Sean, back to you. Well, not really, but you did something else. There's a new margarita place. Did you not experience it? There is a new margarita building, not just a margarita kiosk. Right. Which, as of release, will be officially open at the Mexico Pavilion World Showcase at Epcot. Chosen to Margarita, which has been a little bit delayed from when it was supposed to open earlier this summer due to a couple of hiccups. They had to delay it, but um, some bloggers were out there and claimed that it wasn't going to be open until next year. So to them, I say, poop on you. It is opening today, um, if it's not open already. So yes, I did get the chance to go and preview it. And I have to say, you're in for a treat for what they have to offer. So for those of you that got to um, enjoy margaritas from the Margarita Kiosk, if you remember, there's only the three options there. Um, where at the new Chosen Margarita, it's not just a kiosk. It is an actual um, standing building. You walk up, you order. There is very limited seating around it. Um, but they've got frozen, on the rocks, and food options along with some beer. Um, three signature margaritas, which are going to be on the rocks. They've got three frozen margaritas, or you can do the combination all three, um, like they did before. Three beers, and then three different types of food. So I actually got to try two of the margaritas and one of the food items. And the two I had were both the signature margaritas, the on the rocks. I had the lime cucumber, which is extremely refreshing and is going to be great on a summer day. And I had the guava pink peppercorn. So highly recommend those. Uh, the frozen ones, you've got strawberry lime and passion mango. I have had the passion mango one before. It's a very good new addition to that one. And then, of course, the classic lime and strawberry coming back again. Um, and for the food, I had the tacos al pastor, which I have to say, um, excellent for what it was. It was al pastor marinated grilled pork served with corn tortillas, green tomatillo sauce, onions, pineapple, and cilantro served with a side of corn esquites. Um, so if you get the chance, definitely go. Um, drinks are anywhere from 10.25 to 14.50. Um, beer is 8.75 to 9.75, and then the food is 7.95 to 9.75. Uh, it's definitely bigger portions than what you get at food and wine or flour and food. But the theming in that area, just the the whole kiosk itself, um, there's some like tiki torches around it. It's as you're facing the uh, pyramid it's off to the left there it'll be a nice area for people walking by to get their drinks so some nice new addition coming in that i highly recommend everyone go and try when you're there cool i'll look forward to trying it whenever i return to walt disney world or yeah, opened I, a week too late for you yeah maybe i shouldn't return back to disney world maybe i don't <laughs> deserve gonna hate yeah maybe i don't deserve going but you know when we were together i had such an awesome trip what about you guys I loved it. Never wanted it to end. I know. It was so much fun, but we'll talk about that next week. Matt didn't have fun because he didn't say anything. I was too busy chasing my kids. I think that's what I was doing then. Most of the time. I didn't participate much. Yeah. All right. So with that, we are going to take a quick break. Ladies and gentlemen, it's short time. Here are your 25 questions to answer before time is up. Don't fall out of that noble perch. It's perch talk. Hey, everybody. It's Sean again with another perch talk. And I'm here with um, one half of the newlywed team, Stephanie Smith. And um, Stephanie, say hi. Hello. So we are here live at Artist Point once again. And this segment is brought to you by Trader Sam's Coffee, where you can brew your happy place. So, Stephanie, 
We've got 25 questions on the board. Let's see if we can answer them in less than two minutes. Are you ready? I'll try. All right. Ready. Go. Favorite Disney World theme park? Epcot. Favorite land in Magic Kingdom? Adventureland. Favorite souvenir? Oh, uh, uh, And I'm drinking beer during this. T-shirt. <laughs> Favorite quick service? Uh, Casey's. Favorite table service? Um, Cali Grill. Favorite on-site hotel? Boardwalk. Favorite show? Lion King. Favorite parade? Um, Main Street Electrical Parade. Favorite fireworks? Uh, Illuminations. Favorite Epcot Pavilion? Japan. Favorite time of year to attend Walt Disney World? Christmas time. Monorail or ferry boat? Monorail. Dole Whip or Citrus Swirl? Dole Whip. Favorite theme, favorite thrill ride? Favorite thrill ride? Uh, Tower of Terror. Favorite Main Street shop? Emporium. Favorite princess? Um, Rapunzel. Favorite prince? Eric. Favorite Disney song? Uh, Part of Your World. Favorite non-Disney movie, Lucasfilm, Marvel, Pixar? Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Favorite sweet treat? Ooh, uh, cream cheese pretzel. Favorite street performer or band? Um, Citizens of Hollywood. Least favorite attraction? Uh, Cali River Rapids. Favorite Disney bar or lounge? Ooh, um, Victoria Falls. Favorite pool on property? Uh, Wilderness Lodge. How do you tour World Showcase, Mexico or Canada first? Mexico. Your favorite tiki bird? Ooh, um, yeah. I guess I'll say Sean. Yes, you heard that. <laughs> All right, thanks, Stephanie. I like you, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> 30 seconds left. 30 seconds, good job. So this week on Enchanted Tiki Talk, with once again with Keith not being here, we decided we're going to talk about a subject that is near and dear to the three of our hearts. Um, maybe more so with Scott and myself, maybe less with Matt, I don't know. But uh, we're going to talk about how touring with kids in Walt Disney World changes your plans inside the parks. He just made me sound like the worst dad ever. <laughs> no, you're not. You're you're a good Faja. I saw it. I saw it firsthand. It was Faja. Faja. You're, you're very sweet to your children. I, I can put on an act when I'm in front of everybody. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... What's going on over there? Is somebody reading a book? What? It sounds like somebody's re- flipping pages on a book. Never mind. So It's not me. It's not me because I can't read too good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to talk about how when you are with young children, you know, your plans can abruptly change. You're not going to get to do everything that you want to do. So this probably affects more Matt and myself than it does Scott because Scott, you can go to the parks and do one thing and go home, but right. um, you still you'll still run into some of the those issues with with kids. So yes, um, with that, Matt, I know one of the things that we should talk about is when it comes to rider swap. Writer swap, you know, it's a it's a great thing having the writer swap, but it's the ability that you with um, your partner or whoever is going to stick out, stay out of the the ride. What happens is you go up to the fast pass line, you go up to the the line, no matter if it's fast pass or regular, and you ask them for a rider swap, and they want to see who the the person is sitting out and who the the person not riding is. And well, it, I think that depends on the attraction because on the attraction, correct? Yes. As I say. 
Flight of Passage, he was very persistent on seeing me and my youngest kid, and all the other ones are just like, it doesn't matter, just come on through. So yeah, yeah they definitely had to see you on that one. What was that, Scott? I said they definitely made it sure to see Matt and uh, and the boys on that one. Yeah, because I was screaming like Matt, Matt. You didn't hear me, and I had to keep screaming. And then you finally saw us, and the guy saw you. So he handed the the pla- the white plastic card to give to your wife. And you know what? You I think it was uh, I don't even remember who went on. It was me, Fred, Scott, uh, your wife, and your oldest. Yep. Um, and we went. You know, we went through the fast pass line, and we got up there. And your son was getting, um, he was getting a little nervous. He kept asking questions about, you know, is it going to be loud? Is there going to be things that jump out and scare you? Because I think he had a, an experience on another attraction prior to that, was it? He has some, some issues with processing some loud noises and if it's like bright lights and stuff. And yeah, he, he's had a few issues, um, just for the one that sticks out in my mind on this last trip, when we rode Figment right at the end where, well, it's right towards the end where the, everything goes dark and it's like a big burst of air. Burst of air. Right. And, you know, he had a problem with that. Even when we went back, we, he rode it a second time and he still, you know, kind of gave him a little bit of an issue. But, yeah, especially stuff that he doesn't know what to expect. Right. He He's very anxious and and. You know, it, itchy and, and he's kind of not sure what how to process everything. So yeah, he does have his moments, especially when it's um, something as I guess grand, you know, as flight of passages. Where you know, especially since I didn't know what to tell him to expect because right. I hadn't been on it and everything. Right. See now with myself, like Connor can get like that too. He'll he'll ask questions and, and want to know what his what's experienced and always like hesitate because I want him to be surprised. But you forget with kids. They, they need to know a lot before they go on an attraction. So it kind of ruins what they're going to see in some ways. But I know when we were waiting on the attraction, he was just asking so many questions. He, he just he was getting nervous when we got into the room where they do a, uh, a gene test and they spray air on you. He was getting nervous in that. And finally, uh, he didn't want to go on the ride just because he was just too nervous that so your wife had to walk out. Um, which was a bummer because I think your wife was looking forward to it, and I think your son probably would have enjoyed it if he saw it. But there were after after riding it, Scott and I were like, "Yeah, there were some parts that probably would have scared him." Right. Yeah, and I, and I think too, it's not like you know some of the other attractions where you're sitting right next to him or whatever. I, I think that would have, you know, if he got that far where he got on everything, it might have you know kind of been the the closer of the deal. He might have you know walk out on that fact says he wouldn't be necessarily sitting right next to somebody right right and you know you forget like something that's not gonna that doesn't scare you that doesn't frighten you and it's just part of the scene it's just part of the movie whatever you're seeing you're not ever you don't really ever think how it's going to affect a younger kid when you're viewing it like i don't i just wrote it a month ago and i did not remember half of the things happening in it that could scare a young a young kid Right. right. Same with me as we were trying to, you know, reassure him that he'd be fine. And then, yeah, once we got off, it, it made me remember more of, of the ride and that we probably did make the good decision of having him go out. Right. Exactly. And then I felt bad, Matt, because you didn't get to ride it either. No, we we had I still had the fast pass for the rider swap and we were debating how we we're going to do it because both me and my wife wanted to ride it. But then we didn't have anybody to watch the kids and. 
we just eventually we, we never even made it back into Animal Kingdom, so it, it didn't even really matter. So that'll definitely be something on my list for right. whenever the next trip is. Yeah. All right. So with that, you know, we sort of kind of talked about how the child swap works and how that does enable it does that does enable a family of uh, two or three to get to ride the attraction because the rider swap includes three people so it does it does come in handy did you get to use it at all on your 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 trip matt yeah we did use it for test track um and soren um and one one thing to point out too that uh, the fast pass is good basically for the whole month so it's right, not something right. that you have to use that day you can you know go back later and use it um but yeah we, we did use it for test track uh, the first day that we got there that is you know by far my son's favorite ride and we were hoping uh that my youngest would be tall enough to get on most of the attractions but unfortunately he is related to me and he was nowhere close <laughs> to you know we, we got him on mine train. I think one of his hairs were sticking up on the back of his head and just, you know, just kind of brushed the top. So it let him on mine train. But, um, you know, he couldn't get on test track. So me and my oldest jumped on. And then we went back to Epcot, you know, a couple of days later. My wife used the Fast Pass um, with my son. So she got to ride it. But, yeah, we did use it a couple times. And it's, it's great to take advantage of. I wish I would have remembered to not use fast passes basically when we were getting on for test track my wife and my youngest wasted a fast pass because they never used it for that so i didn't plan very well with the you know with the fast passes for that so that's that's something else i'll have to remember next time we go well and i'll I'll tag on to that it's it's one of those kind of unknown cheats if you want to call it of the system is when you're booking your fast pass most everyone books your entire party for it but if it's a, an attraction that does allow for rider swap, then you can essentially get six fast passes out of the day if you're doing strictly rides that have rider right. swap. Because um, it obviously doesn't make sense for both adults to do it. But I, I want to go back to Flight of Passage. And, and when you're speaking of planning for a, a family trip with children, especially if you don't have a, a grandparent or, or you know a relative, friend, whoever it may be that's with you... Um, you know, I, I've yet to experience Flight of Passage with my wife on it because every time we've been, we've had to do the rider swap. So we've not been able to enjoy those e-ticket attractions really anywhere in the park um, as a couple in, in quite a bit of time just because of that. So when you're planning that, you know, keep in mind you're not going to be able to enjoy all the attractions as a family together as well. That's what YouTube is for, Scott. <laughs> well, that too. Yeah. We just put it on YouTube and sit on the couch together and act like we're on it. Yeah, do you put the the special goggles on too? You yeah, <laughs> full experience, and then you know just kind of shake the couch and move it and everything else. Right. And you can see Scott now; he's got it set up in his living room. He does Splash Mountain. He like slides off the couch into like a, a kiddie pool or something. <laughs> right. All right. Another thing that we can talk about when with touring with kids is is the one thing that always comes up is. You know, you could be waiting on a line or you could just be walking to an attraction and you're getting close to your fast pass time. And what does one of the kids have to do? They've got to go potty. I I, got to go pee. Yep. (laughs) And when you bring the one kid to the bathroom and you come out, the other one needs to go five minutes later because they don't want to go at the same time. So you're constantly, constantly running to the bathroom. I know Matt 
had that experience a couple times where you had to stop and one of the kids needed to pee and I don't think Matt ever peed. I don't, I don't even know if Matt ever peed, but uh, I think he just held it in all the time, but uh, I know his kids did. His depends kept it soaked in. That's true. Well, of course. I mean, I've got to get everything in that I can. I mean, can't take a bathroom break. No, I know. Exactly. Taking bathroom breaks is time out of your stay. As you're visiting, going to an attraction, you can do a few attractions if you take the bathrooms out of there. And yep. besides, you ain't cool unless you pee in your pants. That's right. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the one thing you have to remember with kids is that you don't have... They don't have the ability to hold it like an adult has. Like, you're online and you'll wait. As an adult, you'll wait for the most part until you get through the ride. But a kid, man, if they got to go when they're about ready to get onto the, a step away from that attraction, they got to go. So you might yeah, they've got to go. Yep. So usually when they tell you that they've got to go, it's already about five seconds too late. Exactly. So they're probably too late. So you just got to keep that in mind that you just never know when your kid is going to have to go to the bathroom. So other ways of touring, Matt, was uh, touring with kids is, is when it comes to like food time. That's another thing that you forget that you're doing is that they get hungry when you're not hungry. It, we messed up uh, that first day when, when we were in Epcot and everybody decided to go to food and wine. And, you know, my wife and I were both just, you know, salivating over all the food options. And we're looking around and like, there's nothing here the kids are going to eat. And then they're starving, so we had to go get something from them. And they're like, you know, we might as well just sit down and eat with them as opposed to waiting for them to eat and then trying to go back and figure out what we want to eat through food and wine. And then they're going to be hungry again. So it, it was it was difficult. So, uh, you know, I had never thought about with food and wine with kids how exactly to manage that because uh, we've got one who is probably a little bit more pickier than Scott is. And <laughs> Is that possible? Well, I, I, yeah, it, it, trust me, it's, it's possible. I mean, he, and, and honestly, I don't know if it's picky or he just decides when exactly he wants to eat. So, um, you know, sometimes he'll he'll eat a little bit and then he's done. And then, you know, half an hour later, he wants the rest of it. So it's kind of hard to judge with him. But we knew that looking at some of the menus that there wasn't a whole lot of options. Even like the macaroni and cheese, we probably could have got away with that. But then you've got the ones that've got... You know, onions and all that stuff on the right. top of it and yeah there's no way i mean you know they're, they're not going to eat that so we kind of had to you know play it safe and we ducked into you know sunshine sunshine seasons and you know got Such something a, to eat there right so because i remember we were at the stands right over by um club cool right mm-hmm. we were right over there yes. grabbing things and all of a sudden you just disappeared because there was yeah, nothing it, there for kids to eat. Yeah, I mean, we were sitting there looking because it was right there by, what was it, Earth Eats and Health Eats and Flavors of Fire and all that was there. And I'm just like, you know, ready to grab something. And, and we just, it just dawned on us. And we're like, you know, there's nothing here that the kids are going to eat. And there's no point in us trying to get something and shove it in our mouth and try and find something else for them. So, you know, we just abandoned trying to do uh, food. And I think later... Uh, my wife went back and, and got a few things, but uh, for the most part, we, we didn't really do anything with food and wine. Yeah, that's a shame because I, I, I'll i tell you, like when I was there in October, I only experienced, I only got like two or three things at food and wine that my wife and I shared just because the kids are with us and it makes mm-hmm. it hard. Number one, having to stop. 
that kind of gets the kids aggravated because they just want to go ahead and go, I want to go on a ride, I want to go on a ride. And then it comes down to that there's nothing there they really want to eat. And if you do get them something, it's only going to be a pretzel or something maybe sweeter. You might not necessarily want them to have something sweet. So like for me, this was great not having kids because I was able to stop at any country I wanted. My, my biggest drawback was I, I had a big child with me. Um, Fred and he he was like a child because he stopped to go to the bathroom I'm going to say more than your kids combined yes yeah. fair, fair assumption yeah he's constantly stopping to go to the bathroom and it was just in the beginning it was just like alright we'll wait for him then after that like, no, he'll catch up you know we're going over here he'll catch up later we'll worry about it later so it, it just it it's, it'll slow you down if you especially if you're in a big group and one person has to go to the bathroom it takes forever to get anywhere and and another thing that we didn't think about till we got there is you know say you want to get you know two or three different things and they're from different booths where you're looking at you know a good five maybe ten minute wait for each booth right so yeah then you're having to entertain the kids for that time and the, you're out in the middle of the sun. It's 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 just very difficult to maneuver uh, with with young kids. You know right. when they're maybe you know they're two or three years and they might be able to, to handle it. But right now, you know, at their ages, it was just difficult to, to try and do anything. Or when they turn twenty one. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. I will say that we did. Uh, we stopped. We didn't actually go into the light lab, but where they had the stand right outside where they had a couple beers right um we had timed it where we went and met some of the characters and as we walked out my wife looked at me and she's like we did our due it's time for a beer so we, <laughs> we stopped and got a couple of, but it's ridiculous what you pay and you get the little taste or whatever yeah. i was expecting a little bit more than what we got but you know i guess beggar beggars can't be choosers so i guess not I guess not. Now I'm going to get the negative iTunes review. Yeah, that's, you know, it's going to, this one's going to be like, oh, Matt's an alcoholic. He can't go five minutes without <laughs> drinking with his kids. Yeah, I get it. That's, that is what it is. Come spend a couple of days in the parks with my kids and you'll understand. I, <laughs> but the one thing, you know, getting back to, if you're talking about that iTunes review, was one of the things that they said was that I didn't have any great experience with cast members on my last trip, which was true. Nobody really. It's, was was outstanding except for one or two but on this trip i met quite a few cast members who were really good and we gave them some cast compliments which was which was nice which was something that we always like to do yeah that's one of the things that you you kind of you hope and wish for but you don't want to you know make it happen i i had one kid uh he was coming by i mean he was a custodian in in the land and uh, as a matter of fact, my wife had got on soaring with my oldest, and uh, again, my youngest was not tall enough, and he starts throwing a fit because he's tired of everybody else getting on rides, and he has to go ride the park bench, and he just was, you know, melting down. And, and this guy come by and didn't have to, and he just stopped and gave him a couple stickers, and I was like amazed at what a couple stickers would do for a kid throwing a meltdown because he was he was content after that. He put the stickers right. on his shirt, and he was good to go. So. Right. Um, yeah, appreciated that one. It helped me out a lot. That's what we have to do to Scott. <laughs> By the end of the trip, he had like 80 stickers on him. Right. <laughs> at, at a minimum. Yeah, exactly. So, like, what other kind of experiences, knowing the type of trip that we did, Matt, like, 
how would you have changed your touring plans further than what we've had have talked about um looking back on it my wife and i had debated about doing a park hopper and we were only in the parks for four days and i wish now we would have passed on doing a park hopper there was only one day uh, we jumped from i think it was animal kingdom day we went we had ohana for dinner that night and then went into the magic kingdom that evening and that was the only day we did any park hopping it was either you know we got in the parks early and stayed there for you know a decent amount of time and by that time it was the kids were either done or it wasn't make sense time wise to try and get on a bus and you know you start looking at the uh, the weights for other attractions and other parks and it just it was not a good time to go as far as the crowd level i mean it didn't seem like it was overly busy but like every attraction had a you know 45 to a you know hour and a half minute wait it seemed like um and it just didn't make sense for us to jump into another park when we didn't really have fast passes and there was nothing that we really you know, wanted to do so looking back i kind of wish we would have just bought a you know single day ticket uh well not single day but you know non-park hopper um and it, this i mean it wasn't possible due to work scheduling and everything but i wish we'd have had another at least another day or two because there was a lot of stuff that i felt like I, I just did not get to do because of you know either time constraints or uh the kids or you know all that stuff and i'm sure we'll get into that when we start doing our trip reports and everything right. but um but yeah i wish we'd have had another day and, and maybe not worried so much about a power copper because you kind of get to a point where you feel like oh i need to jump to a park to take advantage of it but you know i don't really want to leave this park because the other park's busy and and all that kind of stuff so you know hindsight's always 2020 and, and we had debated on that when we were buying tickets and everything um so I guess going forward, a shorter trip, we would probably pass on trying to do the, the park hopper. And we felt a lot more rushed with this trip because you're trying to just cram as much in as you can because you know you're not, not there as long as you normally would be. So, yeah, some people, short trips work for some people, especially if you go multiple times you know, in a year. It just didn't work for us because this was the first time we'd been there and about a year and a half and there was a lot of new stuff that we didn't get to there's a lot of stuff that we wanted to do that we didn't get to and it just didn't work for us right so mr scott what would you tell people you being a local what would you tell and, and the way that you tour with your kids what would you tell people who are going to walt disney world maybe for the first time with their kids what kind of advice would you give them well, i think i've said it before is if you have plans pretty much throw them out the door because you're going to want to just kind of go with it and your your kids are going to be what your plan is and you're going to want to make sure that they're having a good time and don't force them to do things that they don't want have plenty of patience because you're going to need a lot of it um, but just have fun with it because I think when people try to live by a plan is when I really see people you know parents especially start to have their meltdowns because they're not getting what they want and it's not their vacation that they had planned for Um, and that's what you really have to think about is it's as much as it's your vacation you've paid for it it's just as much for the kids true good point there was a couple of fast passes that we even just bypassed like we 
Um, matter of fact, when y'all were doing Food and Wine and we went in Sunshine Seasons, we come out, we had fast passes for Mission Space. I think y'all said y'all weren't even going to do them. Right. And as we walk out, our youngest saw the seas and that's all he cared about. And I was like, you know what? You know, who cares about Mission Space? I mean, I haven't done it in the past you know, four or five trips. <laughs> One more trip wouldn't hurt. So, right. <laughs> you know, we, we just, you know, we took over, took off over to the seas and let them, you know, go through and see the fish and everything. And that was, you know, again, like you said, it saved a, a meltdown and, and not having to worry about, you know, trying to fight them through another attraction that they didn't really care about in the first place. Right. Yeah, that was funny. When we were talking about trying to do Mission Space, it was, I think Scott had said that you guys were going over to do Mission Space. And we were like, should we go over? And I think Keith was getting hangry, and we were trying. To, we were weighing the option: the mission space or the food and wine booths. And we're like, ah, booze, food and wine. Let's go. <laughs> so that's the way we went. Well, well, thanks for checking on and make sure I was still surviving and everything. I appreciate it. I mean, we were worried about you when you were stuck in sunshine, sunshine seasons for two hours. <laughs> we thought it turned into nap time. And then, and then, well, then Scott says like, "Oh yeah, they they went on the land ride." We're like, "Oh, did the land break down or something?" No, there was we, we did go on the land. That's right, we went on the land, living with land, and it was like almost a half hour wait. Wow, it was ridiculous. I mean, we're it was either that or I think it was in forty five minutes for Soren, and I was like, "I'm not standing in line forty five minutes for Soren." No. So yeah, we, we jumped on uh, living with living with the land. So yeah, it was about a half hour we stood in line for that. I forgot about that one. Yeah, I mean, because you just disappeared. We're like, I don't think we're going to see him anymore today. I don't think we did <laughs> yeah. see him after that. No, because um, uh-huh. yeah, y'all went. I don't know what y'all did after that. Um, Drank around the world. Yeah, we had well, we had dinner reservations back at um, oh, Sanaa. That's right. Yeah, and uh, no, that. We made it all the way up through America, watched Voices of Liberty, and then we had to hurry back to get to the expo. Oh, the expo! That's right. Yeah, I had to. I had to squeeze that in. Yeah, I yep. almost missed Sanaa because I didn't have time to get the expo and back. All right, so I don't think I have anything else for this. I'm sure something will come up at a later date, and we could just reapproach it again. Yep. Yeah, I think. I mean, that was pretty much it. Just like Scott was saying, be be flexible, and it's. Yes, there's stuff that you want to do, but it's much easier to keep the kids content and you know see if you can work it in later down the road as opposed to force them to do something they don't want to do. So, and um, question for both you guys: Which is your favorite child? <laughs> can Matt um, be considered a child on this one? <laughs> According to some people, I'm small enough to be a child. <laughs> I could tell you who my least favorite is. Keith. No, that would be Fred. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to pick Fred as your favorite. <laughs> no, I, he can be my least favorite. He's at least the one that got to come on this trip. I know. <laughs> so my question for you, do you invite Fred again? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I've been there <laughs> with him a few times. No water pills. Yeah, it's you got you to <laughs> cut back on his liquids. <laughs> I'm not I'm not much better sometimes, but uh, yeah, he's he's far worse. <laughs> All right, so that's going to do it for this week. First, we want to thank our sponsors, Kingdom Strollers. Get your premium stroller and crib rental at kingdomstrollers.com. Want to decorate those boring, boring magic bands? Check out the customized decals at myfancybands.com. Make sure to use the code ENCHANTEDTIKITALK20 to save 20% off your order. Let the vacation experts at mousepros.com help plan your next perfect Disney vacation. 
Get a clear view of the parks with Woody's polarized sunglasses. Check out all their wood frame styles at woodies.com. Don't forget to check out our store at redbubble.com slash Tiki Talk Podcast. And you can connect with us on social media. Find us on Facebook at T- Enchanted Tiki Talk, Instagram and Twitter at Tiki Talk Podcast. And you can leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, one, which is 1-256-4MY-TIKI, 256-469-8454. And if you enjoy the show, please rate us on iTunes. Matt sure is having a whole time tonight. <laughs> it's been too long. I'm out of practice. <laughs> And you can find me on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream. That's one M I N Disney Dream. MouseWorldVacations.com and MousePros.com. And you can find Keith at TheSweetestChef.com, at BoobleyBalls.com. More on that next week. And um, I love Chefs.com. He's and also can- changed everything since he's had a revelation to uh, Citrus Swirl Daily. Yes, yeah, Citrus Swirl Daily. <laughs> And you can find me on Twitter at Scott A. Campbell or on Instagram at Scotty Boy. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at mholly579. With all that being said, Alan, buddy, it was fun running with your wife and with you. Go ahead and take it away. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith and Matt, I'm Alan. And this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. Sean, did you have any issues with TSA and we're flying home? Um, I have TSA pre, so oh, that's right. Yeah, so I didn't have that long line, but Fred did. I know Fred when he. Carry on. I know. (laughs) Me, I went through. I had no problem with the TSA pre. Fred, it took him almost an hour to get through, and they took every. They went through his entire bag. They took everything out through his his laptop out. Everything. It took. He said it took him another five ten minutes to put his stuff back together. Wow. And and there was nothing in there. He didn't bring any souvenirs back except for a sweatshirt, I think. Me, I brought back six apples, uh, three, four, car- four caramel apples with peanuts, two regular caramels. I brought back um, uh, a light-up Mickey necklace. I brought back a countdown to Christmas box, which was half the size of my suitcase because I only did the small <laughs> carry-on. Um, clothes. I had some pins and and some other things. Yeah, right through, no problem. See, that's what there was. Somebody that I knew um, that ran all the races, and they were like, you know, TSA is a madhouse. They made me take out all my medals. You know, all food had to come out of my bag. She's like, it it took me, you know, an hour and a half to get through. And we went through, and I preparing. I'd already took all my medals out, and I think I had a granola bar or something i took out the bag and we get up there and the guy's like put everything in your bag and he just pushed us right through the line i was like oh really yeah they didn't have to take shoes off none of that stuff he just they just pushed us right on through i don't know if they were just getting overwhelmed and they were trying to move people through or what it was but they didn't move you over did they move you over to tsa pre at all did you know did they move you there um i did notice that when we went through we immediately went to the right, and then they stopped us. It must be like where the pre-check was coming, because it was like they had a fast pass. They stopped us, and you know all the people came filtering in there. So we like were just standing there like cattle, all herded together, and wait for them to move through. And then they opened the gates back up. So, and then we went by the little dog that was walking in circles and sniffing everybody that I thought was going to take. My wife had a a brownie that the kids had gotten for lunch. I swear I thought he was about to take the brownie out of her hand when we were walking by. He started licking his lips. You could see him smelling the, the cop. I had to keep, like, yanking him. Wow. Well, I know Fred told me that when they were online, they took somebody away. 
Really? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get Damn. to see that. Yeah, I didn't get to see anything like that. But yeah, it was it was just a madhouse, and it, and you know you walk in and well, I didn't tell you about. Or did, did I tell you guys or adventure getting to the airport? How uh-huh. we missed the. Uh, we went to Disney Springs, and we got to the to get a bus back to the resort about two fifteen ish because Melissa had like timed the ride down there. I didn't think about it, but. It was about two fifteen. We knew it would take about twenty five minutes to get back to uh, the resort. Bus didn't show up until two forty ish, maybe a little after that. Right. So we're scrambling. I call uh, Magical Express and, and explain to them, and they're like, "Well, there's nothing we can do if you don't get back. You know, we can try and arrange another bus. If you don't, you got to call a cab." Well. Normally, every other time that we came back to the resort, it went to Kadani and then went to Jumbo. This time, it went to Jumbo. There was a lady on a, a, a scooter, so they had to load it. So, obviously, we missed our bus. Right. Seventy-some dollars later, in a cab, we finally get to the airport. Oh, I didn't even hear that. Oh, yeah. It was because when we walk in, and Melissa's got anxiety issues to begin with. Right. So, we walk up to the front desk, and we're telling the lady, and she's like, oh, God. You know, I've heard horror stories. It takes them like two hours to get through uh, security. So immediately Melissa's like, oh, we're going to miss her flight. We're going to miss her flight. We're going to have to stay here overnight or you know, get a rental car and drive home. <laughs> I was like, it's like, just go, go sit over there and watch TV with the kids. Let me take care of this. But no, we, we got a cab and it was, you know, like I said, 70 bucks to get us to the uh, to the airport. And then another 45 minutes. I mean, we got through with plenty of time. And then we had issues with the plane and didn't right. fly out till almost nine. It was after nine thirty, I think, when we flew out. It, it was just, it was not a fun day coming home. The, and the funny thing is, is that that seventy bucks you could have rented a car for seventy bucks. You could have yeah. driven home. You could have been home before your you would have been if you had flown because you were your, your delay. Yeah, I, I I think we the next time we get down we might actually try driving. Right. Um, and see, you know the the iTunes review, getting back to the iTunes review saying that, um, that the, I was complaining about the bus transportation. L- l- let me just tell you. Yeah. See with the, the issue with Matt had and, and, and 30 minutes waiting for his bus. We were waiting myself, Keith, um, my son, Fred <laughs> and uh, Jenny, <laughs> Keith's wife, Jenny. We, we waited 30, 40 Jenny. minutes for our animal kingdom bus. I think I think we waited like thirty minutes. Five studio buses came by, and not one Animal Kingdom bus. And we were staying over at uh, Music. Mm-hmm. We were, no, we were over by Sports, whatever it was. Um, yes, yeah, so we went over to Sports, where Keith was. We waited forever, and not one single Animal Kingdom bus came by, and that was the closest one. And we were like, oh, we might be Ubering here." But well, well, that the, I guess the funny thing is, we were standing in line, and finally, <clears throat> some guy come walking by, and I don't know. I don't know if they rotate. I don't know if this guy knew what was going on. He, he was in the Disney transportation uniform. So I don't know if he was just a bus driver. You know, obviously at the Springs, they don't have the screen, you know, when the buses are coming and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but, you know, Melissa went over and asked me, said, you know, we've got to get back to a resort. Is there any way you can call to find out where a bus is? And apparently he got on the radio and someone said, well, one left there like 15 minutes ago. And we're like, no, we've been standing here for 20 minutes. We haven't seen a bus. There's no way one left here 15 minutes ago. So it, it was, and of course, 
it, it's funny because, like you said, you know, normally when you're trying to get to Magic Kingdom, every other park bus comes. I bet we saw five different buses going to the all-star resorts while we were standing there waiting we're like of course this would happen when we're trying to get yep. you know and if if we didn't have anything pressing we were just trying to go back for the rest of the day then the bus would have been sitting there waiting on us exactly. but of course we had to get back at a yep. certain time and we couldn't get a bus yep well we ran into the transportation issue trying to get sean and his son fred back to the airport yes. as well with the monorail <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> that took forever that was like, like I was getting worried that like it was. I was worried that the lines were going to take long at TSA at the airport too. But yeah, yeah. we we got a. Thankfully, Scott drove us to the airport, but um, we went and took the. the I think we were doing resort monorail. Resort monorail because we parked at Polynesian. You we were parked at the Polynesian, and <laughs> we got up there and it broke down. And I think we waited ten minutes, debating whether yeah. it was going to go. And then the cast member came by and said, oh, there's still a hold. It might be a while. Like, forget it. We're just going to go. So then we leave and go over to the the Express. And we get over there and we heard the announcement that the monorail was shutting down. We're like, oh, gosh. And we were thinking about taking the boat. But the line for the boat was really long as well. But I'm going to say it was, what, at least 30 minutes or so before we ended up getting on the monorail? At least. And then we had to get off at TTC and still walk to the Polynesian. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the bus, uh, a truck hit the. The uh, gate came down on a truck, so we couldn't truck. even. Exit. Couldn't go out that way. <laughs> We're like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Is it possible? Because I was like trying to figure out the other night. Is it possible to walk from the front of the Magic Kingdom to the Poly? I know no. you can walk yes, over to the is. Grand Floridian. It's possible. Okay. It's How? possible. Well, you have to. You have to run. You have to, to run where all the cars are. You have to go where all the cars are. Oh, yes, if it was yeah, possible. If you drive on world. Well, yeah, you would have to go world drive, which right. I wouldn't recommend ever walking right. on. But okay. I was just, I was just curious. Yeah, I mean, I wish there's, they would. There's just no put a actual walkway. In. Right. Right. I wish they would put a, a a bridge in that you can walk over to the the Grand Floridian. Right. That would be like a nice the plan walk. Always was the walk to nowhere. Yep. Enchanted Tiki Talk has been brought to you by MousePros.com. Let us plan your perfect Disney vacation. And MickeyMonthly.com, where you can get the park sent directly to you. And by KingdomStrollers.com, for all your premium stroller and crib rental needs. Also by Trader Sam's Coffee. Why not brew some magic in your home? And finally, Woody's.com. Sunglasses for a glare-free view of the magic. For all of us here... I'm David Benter. Thanks for listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk.